New week, new changes at Toronto FC as the club continues to undergo one of the most aggressive rebuilds in franchise history. This is Wake the Red Weekly, presented by Footy Talks. My name is Mitchell Tierney. We'll chat Delgado, McNaughton, Kerr, Akinola, and plenty more on this week's show. Canadian men's national team also may or may not be traveling down to San Pedro Sula this week, and I'm trying not to think too much about it. So maybe we'll have that discussion a little bit later before I break out knives. Um, we're also... Uh, <laughs> Joined this week by one of our favorite guests who's back on the show, Jerome Chang, The Athletic. He'll join us shortly to chat all things Toronto FC fandom as well. As something new to the show, we're going to be drafting our own team of Toronto FC superheroes, so stay tuned for that. But first, as always, the starting lineup, Jeffrey P. Nesker, Michael Singh. What a week this has turned out to be once again. <laughs> Another one. Another one. But man, buzzing. Buzzing for these upcoming fun and it's gonna be a test it's gonna be grueling it's gonna be a fight especially when you don't have someone like alfonso davies in action Estacchio, his status is still questionable so they're gonna have to get a performance from a couple of guys perhaps who haven't been leaned on as heavily as have been in the past but i'm sure we'll get to that a bunch a lot of tfc news trickling down i know there's more coming so Stay tuned there and and a lot to get to on today's episode, but happy to be back with you guys on this Tuesday. Thank you once again for everybody for joining us. I, I had some nice messages in my DMs from a lot of random listeners who, you know, I haven't really had the chance to connect with as much. I wish I had more opportunity to kind of connect with uh, each and every one of you, but I appreciate kind of all the kind words and support that you guys have been offering on this show. And boys, let's let's chat some uh, some footy, eh? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's no better place to start than um, one of the longest serving members of Toronto FC is, is now departing fourth all time in, in terms of games played was Mark Delgado in all competitions with 225 when he now leaves the club. I uh, was traded to the LA Galaxy for uh, what could end up being 500k in general allocation money. Uh, 400k of that is guaranteed. It also means his about 581k for the league salary release comes off the books as well. So Toronto FC continuing to clear some space up here. Um, of course, a, a hilarious story still as to how Toronto FC acquired Delgado in that Chivas USA dispersal draft. And once again, mm-hmm. they picked him 18th overall. So there were seven teams during that draft who decided to not take any players whatsoever, overtaking Mark Delgado, who at 26 has now turned into pretty much a premier MLS midfielder. One soccer's Ollie Platt, uh, he always says that, you know, admittedly as the leader of the Mark Delgado fan club, but he always says <laughs> that that's, that's kind of his litmus test for people's soccer abilities, what they think about Marky Delgado, because, look, he's not a flashy player. We all know that. He, he makes some questionable decisions in the final third. But, you know, while he's not the guy scoring those goals or setting them up necessarily, he's the guy getting the ball to those players who do, and that is so important. And he was yep. so central to those Greg Vanny teams. And it's not a big surprise, I don't think, that Greg Vanny brought him back to, to start building his system once again with the LA Galaxy. I hate this move. I, just... I'm just going to say it. I mean, I I, 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 I love Marky Delgado. We we named an award after him. Um, yeah, I, I this feels like a, a beta shore kind of move where it's like, oh, we don't need him. He's dead weight. You know, he's, 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 his time here has passed. And then the next season, it's like, what were we thinking? <laughs> we're, we're so porous at the spot that he used to, to occupy. I mean, I, I, I hope I end up uh, uh, being wrong about this. And, and I hope that, you know, Bob the Builder has, has a plan and that plan didn't include Marky Delgado. And 
you know, the getting him off the books was important and, you know, give, giving him back to, to the Greg father was probably the most bang for the buck we were going to get for the player. Um, but I still really don't like it. Um, yeah. Well, Vanny, Vanny told me last season that he thought Delgado was one of the best midfielders in major league soccer when him and Azoria were kind of rolling through 2020 when Michael Bradley was out and they were kind yep. of playing as, as sort of sixes there. And yeah, he he's had very high praise for Delgado. So my question to you guys, are you guys surprised by the amount at all? 400,000 guaranteed plus potential another 100,000. Do you guys think that's a fair price for Delgado? It does seem a little low, I, I would yep. say, considering the guy's 26, right? And he's got a very solid MLS resume for, for several years now. I mean, he's one of those players where you continually forget that he's just 26 now. Like, he's just entering. 25 forever. It's forever 25. Prime years. That's, yeah, exactly. It's my nickname so, for him, yeah, yeah. So I do think it, it seemed a little low on that sense. Now, of course, we know Toronto FC does clear bunch of space off the books because of this but the 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 amount of money they got considering what we've seen for say a max crypto and and the amount of money that uh someone like that garnered in, in a transfer fee um made it, it it did seem a little on the lower end and to to jeff's point right like the midfield looks kind of scary right now like you've got <laughs> bradley osorio prizo pozuelo who's like debatably a midfielder yeah it's, a, it's a debatable <laughs> midfield position yeah. um yeah. And noble noble and is that it I at think, this point i, I mean i think that may be it. oh you're forgetting uh perusa who's my attacking midfielder of all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so a couple debatable midfielders sort of yeah, and, like, and yeah. oro jr come on right yeah 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 of course big, oro big jr. Yeah, yeah. okay so they're yeah. they're set there but um, <laughs> yeah but yeah no that that has suddenly become like the most interesting spot this off season because you know they really have some work to do in that middle of the park area now. And we all thought Mark Delgado would be back. And so there'd be less work to do there, but obviously this, this takes a starter out of the equation. Yep. Yep. I mean, you got to think there's a plan um, because it, it happened so quickly. Uh, it happened so smoothly, I guess. I mean, from rumor to, to confirm it was what 15 nanoseconds. So you have to think that there's a plan. Whoa, in place. Whoa, whoa. Come on. You're hmm? on the show last week. Yeah, yeah. I exaggerate. I always than a rumor. Then it was. Yeah, more, yeah, I, 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 I hinted at it. You wouldn't tell me. I asked you before the show started what 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 the what your hint was Can't about, say. and you were like, <laughs> um, fair, "Yeah, Mike's been telling me about this for a bit." So, <laughs> wow, you guys, I'm on the outside looking in. Everybody knew but me. Amazing, amazing. Uh, Jeff, I, uh, <laughs> I gave you one rumor one time that you couldn't say to anyone. You almost exploded. So, no, I, I I'm good at secrets, man. Oh, man, alive. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, you know, I I would be far less inclined to have this conversation if I didn't get tickets to the Canadian men's national team game at the at the death. But, uh, uh, uh yeah, 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 like uh, circling uh, back, circling back mm -hmm. to Marky quickly. It's yeah, just, I forget I what, I, just... what the hell I was talking about. Yeah. Give him, give him some love because this is a guy who's been with TFC through the, the highs and, and through the lows. This guy, there goes an AirPod. Um, this is yep. a guy who, as we mentioned, is is someone who is really the heart and soul of that midfield. He's been that way for a long time. And when he first came to TFC, I think he really, he's grown a lot Like as a player overall. I remember thinking his touch was, was just non-existent when he first came to TFC, but he adapted and, and 
completely kind of changed his role and, and kind of played whatever TFC needed him to do, whether that was being that destroyer in the midfield or, yep. you know, someone who can actually connect with, with pause and some other key pieces. And again, in the middle of the park and, He's so good at progressing the ball forward. I think that's something mm-hmm. that we don't give him enough credit for. He's always one of the league leaders actually in forward passes. Yep. So a little couple of different things that we're going to miss from Delgado. But overall, like we have other options. Like This now gives Osorio, who has kind of been shafted a little bit in terms of Truth. his position because he he was he's adaptable and he could have played on the right wing or the left wing, whatever it is. Now, Osorio has a pretty decent shot at cementing down a central midfield spot, which I think is really his best position. Yeah. So for yeah, him to fair. kind of be put in that place, I, I think that's really good. And um, hey, Bob sees something, you know, we, we probably don't. And he probably has a bigger vision in terms of what's going to play out here. But just wanted to say, Delgado, obviously, um, going to miss kind of his presence overall because he is absolutely uh, sort of a mainstay with Toronto. Yeah. yeah, certainly. From someone who's leaving now to a player who will be returning, Iowa Akinola resigning a new deal with the league's under-22 player initiative. Um, Get your will, AirPod, Mike. Of course, come it. with a, uh, this will, of course, come with <laughs> a uh, significant pay raise for, for Io. Um, mm-hmm. He signed until 2024 with the option to till 2025. Now, of course, he is still working his way back from an injury suffered with the Canadian men's national team uh, at the Gold Cup, so He's still got to work back from that. He might be available come May, April time from, from the sounds of things based on timelines. We're not going to see him right away. But yes, it is it is good to see Io Akinola returning, certainly. And I mean, look, I I think like Toronto FC needs one more striker for sure. But I, I do think I'd be comfortable with Io and Insigne. So... I, I, I mean, we, we, we got that new striker. We got the, the four, I, his name escapes me, but DeAndre our, Curry, yeah, yeah, our, I, I, yeah I do, you're high do, on him. Yeah. I do think they need one more, obviously to like, they need a veteran presence and they might even want a designated attacking, player there, but... attacking midfielder, Jordan Peruzza. <laughs> he's, he's, he can slot in capably yeah. in striker and also, also play in the, in his preferred attacking midfield position. So, uh, so I listen. Mike wasn't working for that one, Jack. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I I'm okay. I'm okay with with the most young, vertical, lunk-headed uh, number nines getting fed passes from Insigne. Like I I think that that might be okay. Um, uh, for the six months before Insigne arrives, it might be a, an absolute horror show. But you know that that that's not that's not a that's not a terrible thing to roll in with, you know what I mean? Except that we're not rolling in with it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great move for TFC to get IO locked up here. Um, I think they showed kind of proof of concept with Richie that they are willing to get their players overseas. um, If the right offer obviously presents itself. And we know IO had a lot of interest from overseas from variety of different clubs. So for him to get the opportunity to kind of link up with Lorenzo Insigne kind of entering sort of what should be his prime here, man, it could reap some massive dividends in Io's yeah. career if he decides to make the move in, in two seasons after linking up there with Lorenzo. So I like this move for both TFC and for Io Akinola. Of course, their first ever young money under yep. 22 player initiative signing. And man, TFC just have so much cap space to play with right now. And I'd be shocked if we can't go out and get another striker. Mm-hmm. And wow, people in the chat are they're coming at us today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bring up Canucks. 
<laughs> are we watching the same games, guys? Listen, people are going to hate on Marky because, you know, he's a turnover machine, right? Well, he's going through the middle of the pitch up the gut where most of your defense is going to be. So there's going to be more turnovers, right? You know, it's difficult to do a through ball. It's a lot easier to do a through ball to the wing than it is to do it right up the gut. Like, it's a very unselfish player that doesn't get the most fanfare, but his engine is unbelievable. You know, the distance he ran for the team is unbelievable. You know, it's it it, it it it's another you know two, a bird in hand versus two in the bush kind of kind of situation, right? I trust in the process, I trust in the plan, but you know, I said it before, I'll say it again. He's an incredibly underrated player, and I hope we don't regret this move. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair way to sum it up. But that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one I want to quickly bring up is is are we forgetting Alejandro Pozuelo can pass the ball too? Come on, yes. guys. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> but, again, like I said, like I said, Delgado was the guy who got Pozuelo the ball in those good situations. Like that's so. There certainly are other players on the Toronto FC team who can do that, and we know that Osorio mm-hmm. being one of the great examples, yeah. Bradley being another. But Delgado was very, very good at that. So um, I think guys like Delgado make players like Pozuelo, Vasquez, all all of those guys who you know, are now on legends row for Toronto FC uh, look that little bit better. And that's why they're so important. Yeah, of course he was a momentum killer in the final third because he was trying to finish chances. There was, everybody was out on the wings, <laughs> like pause and, and Yef were playing keep away, like by the corner flag, you know, we, we didn't have a striker like Marky was, you know, he, he ended up being the last, the only person in the box and, and, you know, not to mention something that's going to break all sorts of TFC hearts, but he's not the best finisher in the world, guys. So, you know, uh, and he's not supposed to be. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with Graham. Like, he is a replaceable player. Mm-hmm. Um, but it those players are not that easy to come by in Major League Soccer. Someone who is consistent, reliable. So, hey, are we going to miss Delgado perhaps? Um, but mm-hmm. it's not a guarantee as well. Like there's a lot of guys who can kind of step in and play that role, especially if you have Bob Bradley kind of forcing wheel, these yeah. guys mm-hmm. to yeah. exactly to you know pressuring these guys to get around and move around and mm-hmm. and you know, that that energy that kind of Bob Bradley kind of naturally instills in the squad can potentially replace what Delgado brings. But hey, potentially we could miss him. Like this is something yeah. I want to see kind of how it plays out and moving forward i guess getting back to kind of io akinola like yeah we have to bring in another nine because i was not gonna be ready until like may mm-hmm. yep and I, I don't think i feel really comfortable about achara and jordan perusa kind of leading that that front line the, until then and even even so like i was not a guaranteed to kind of play the rest of the year especially coming off such a serious injury so Truth. i think we definitely need at least one more number nine insignia's i don't think he's gonna play number nine like he's a left no. winger for me. no i think in, a, in I think, bradley's four three three. now he's he's, he's but, playing on the wing yeah i think mm. when bob bradley first starts out here i don't think we're gonna play a four three three I think he, I mean, you, you need to have 11 players to play a 4 3 3. So we'll probably <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're gonna start off kind of similar to how we played last season, mm. similar to something like a, a 4 3 1 or a 4 5 1, something like that along those lines. And then when Insigne comes four, three, in one. the summer, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's <laughs> it's I hope they're not playing a four-three-one. <laughs> I do, I do. I like the four-three-one. It's a great formation. Um, 
let's uh let's bring our guest on we've made yeah, it wait yeah, for, for far <laughs> longer than the uh yeah here we when, go when our tactical uh when our tactical that. discussions devolve to that point we should probably move on what's up guys yeah nothing much up, man how Jerome, you doing yeah. it's good, always good. good to see jerome always always good to see him it has been a minute man uh mitch has this great introduction ready for you listing off oh, all no. your bona fides you so, on so... for it oh, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah we always uh we always bring on the guests and then say hi to them for two minutes before i get to my intro it always <laughs> my fa- my favorite intro. thing is that is that mitch cues the guest but he doesn't have the power to bring you on right mm-hmm. and i get cagey i can see you in the little window going what, what's going on right and mitch is just waiting for the perfect moment i'm always the one that jumps the gun i'm always like let's bring the guest on every damn time but let's anyway <laughs> mitch. Synergy. Mm-hmm, Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah uh but now joined by jerome chang producer at the athletic previously a creative producer with mlse and of course a great t- tfc live twitter follow for all of you so make sure to go follow him over there but jerome let's let's start with this Actually, I'm not going to ask you full on on Insignia, but you, just your thoughts on the off season in general, because I think that's the way we've started the past like five interviews <laughs> yeah. in a row. Because we're still um, not over it. <laughs> yeah, it's very much been a roller coaster uh, between. I mean, the whole Insignia, like back and forth. He was confirmed what felt like the past decade before it was official, <laughs> <laughs> like in the last little bit, which was great. Um, <laughs> no, it's 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 a really exciting time. It's kind of wild because I mean. Like you said, I left MLSC almost a year now, and it's like unrecognizable, this team. Um, and yeah, I think because uh, the last time you had me on, you had me make a case for TFC. And it's funny because obviously like things not work out in a lot of ways during that season, the way I was describing. But it kind of still holds true when you look at this offseason. Like this is a team mm-hmm. that just wants to be like in it. And mm-hmm. these moves... Um, like are done so so i think you know the big signing that feels great in terms of just like keeping you in the mix and then uh yeah when you guys are talking about all these kind of opportunities for young players to come up it just sounds like it's it's like the twitter space tfc live like getting what they want out of it yeah yeah pretty much and they're still unhappy they'll they'll, never no one will ever be happy but yeah you got um that way but i think uh obviously you know uh this feels like really kind of a like a shift, like a, a mm-hmm. notable shift in the kind of way that um, I don't think we really had this whole time. Like, I think 2017 happens, we win it. Uh, 2018 feels like a full go at CONCACAF and mm-hmm. like we get hit hard with injuries from it. That so It starts hard. raising the questions about like, is the window closed? And then 2019 yeah. happens, Pozuelo joins, we make it to the final. <laughs> which i you know and then like <laughs> ha- like have the fan base or like anyone out there divisive on like whether it was uh whether like this is a sign of like a contender or not but like you can't argue making it to the no. final three times four years all that and then yeah and then pandemic happens and it's just like this weird time where it's injuries it's personnel change it's just inconsistent like yep. rosters for a number of reasons and uh, yeah, I think we're kind of like in the spot now where it, it you, you're you're excited and a little anxious of like it's got to work, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but very, no, very but well I, I think said. I think in a lot of ways, like yeah, it, it's like what you see uh, left um, from 
what you could call like the previous era. Like it is a mix of, you know, some of that 20 cent, like you got Bradley still around, Osorio, but then you have Pozuelo from the transition period. And now we're kind of like going into this new time. So as far as I'm concerned, like bring it on. Um, uh, It was a fun time. It's a fun time watching. It's a fun time Mm -hmm. seeing everyone excited about the team again. Uh, I feel like all of like hashtag TFC live has just kind of laid dormant and then all this news drops and then it's just like, like a buzzer going off and everyone's yeah. going off, like um, the accounts going off everyone. And so I'm just like really happy to see that. Like I just mm-hmm. uh, am really happy that to see everyone having something to talk about. Yeah. Cause you've always, you've always sort of measured uh, TFC live Twitter against Raptors Twitter, which is like this oh, unbelievably totally. strong, you know, uh, gold standard. Are we getting close or do we still have a long way to go? I mean, it's it's always like a tough. I think like in terms of like the actual passion, like it always remains equal across. Nice. Um, you're all like ultimately you're also like fighting the MLS versus NBA battle, right? Yeah. Like it's so, you know. Um, I think, and that's where like when you think about an insignia signing, like being big, it's like it's kind of that opportunity to break outside of the bubble that is hashtag TFC Live, and so yeah. yeah. Um, I, I remember reading like a lot of reactions to it, but I think ultimately, uh, I don't think like purists might not enjoy saying it good for the brand. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. Um, if you got it, flaunt it, man, exactly. <laughs> you know, all, all press is good press, right? Like, totally. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So my actual question was, are, is the team going to compete for trophies this year? Do you think? Ooh, um, that one's tough because like everything that you described there, like you were already s- one thing it's hard to answer because we don't know what our roster is going to be come home opener. Mm-hmm. So that's just like a big part there of just seeing what we're putting out there. And even when we know that, we don't know that because our big signing doesn't come until Canada Day. So then there's the adjustment there. So I think um, I think we know when it comes to MLS, like make it to the playoffs and you're in the mix. And I think yeah. that's probably like what the goal would be in this case as you're trying to put things together. Like I think arguably just in the way things go you want health to be there you want consistency across to be there but it feels like this could be something like a 2019 situation where mm-hmm. we brought in Pozuelo late <laughs> yep, where it's yep. just like you know we're all like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and then guy gets a brace and like chips it over someone's head like yep. in a home opener and that, that man's name was Sean Johnson <laughs> right, exactly. and then uh and then we had like this like really crazy run because like Yep. You would argue, at least like from what we know right now on paper, this is not a team to mess around against. So um, obvious. And the other thing, too, that seems reassuring, at least, is just like their space. And it yeah. seems like at least the people behind it right now, like there's at least a confidence that there is a plan uh, moving forward. So we just know that like what like when we're talking right now on this call like this is not the team that's pushed forward there's still pieces to insert and um but like not a bad start no (laughs) yeah decent start yeah um jerome like i know you've told this in the past like you're not the biggest soccer guy overall Mm -hmm. but can i get your kind of take on the lorenzo insigne signing and kind of what your reaction overall was to that signing and did it kind of like I don't know. You saw the buzz around TFC Live and, and Twitter in general. Mm-hmm. What, was, what was your overall take on that signing? And where's your excitement level kind of after that? I'm really excited to see it just because I think like we've gone through uh, like the big question for a while, like even going back to Pozuelo is just like, 
who's the DP that we're getting? Like, who's yeah. the big DP? And um, like we brought in like Everson Soteldo, it was like definitely not the response that this one is like, at least in terms of the enormity and like even in the buildup to it. So I think like to a novice fan on that alone, you got to mean like this guy is something. Right. And then, uh, yeah, just like judging from the end, like you guys were just talking about it in terms of our attacking, uh, there's still pieces to fill in, but like to have someone of that quality, I think that's like always just like a big thing to have, um, like moving forward. So, you know, it, it had been like pretty difficult, uh, for like the last couple of seasons of just like trying to see like how we can finish, how we can actually put the ball in the net. And like, this seems like a really good. <laughs> uh, step in the right direction for that so mm -hmm. there's that going and then um yeah I think between that like I was very excited about just like this answering one question quality of player scoring uh it did leave me with questions just because um and I think that they're trying to address that right now or like the rumors are that they are uh like figuring out our defense because I think one thing that we haven't seen in a minute like since like probably is 2017-18 is just like how stingy we used to be yeah and so mm -hmm. I think and then you even re like hear the guys talk about it throughout all the season since of just like, it's just important to get shutouts. It's important to protect um, that end of the pitch. So yep. I think on that front, uh, yeah, that's just like where I'm leaning, like really excited about a big name, but trying to see like the full picture and like completing the puzzle. Yeah, Were you yeah, with absolutely. TFC back in 2015? No, so the this is how lucky and like how ignorant I was to TFC. I joined in 2017. So yeah, yeah. Just, so like I joined. I'm learning what this team is. I'm learning MLS, and I'm just I'm literally turning you're, to you're an like, Atlanta so United team, fan. Like, wins yeah. all the time. <laughs> like they just win all the time, and like this is great. Best yeah, job ever. Yeah, best what? easiest job ever done. <laughs> and then uh, and then people and then like you know you go through mm. the years afterward. You learn more about the history of the team. And I'm like, oh, so this is like a club that is like <laughs> uh, they're very like they can get like the fan base can get very self-deprecating they can be very mm -hmm. down on themselves uh despair is a word i would use gallows but, humor uh, gallows right, humor right, absolutely exactly. and so yeah, yeah. um yeah uh, i that was like definitely uh the feeling but like i guess like it was leading to a question just like 2015 because that's about the time like we started bringing in the names again like very similar to what we're doing yeah, right now right? Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and i think it's a uh, very different league now though than it right. was in 2015. Yeah, I, that, that's a very interesting, because like I think when we made those moves and like the result of it in terms of, you know, having the league record, uh, it really felt like we were ahead of the curve at that moment. Like we mm -hmm. were figuring, and that's like, we'll see how this pans out, but like exactly, it is a historical move, but I feel like that's kind of like what we're trying to do. We're trying to make that mark where we're trying to like, to steal from like the Golden State Warriors, be like light years ahead of, the rest of the league yeah no fair point yeah. very very fair point absolutely yeah jerome i as i said off the top i consider you one of the the must follow people on hashtag tfc <laughs> live twitter um who are some it's others true. that you think people should be following kind of ahead of the season and and as this off season goes on i know there's probably a bunch but Ooh. um I mean, like, I feel like anyone that's listening to Waking the Red right now is probably already, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, well into it. I think uh, I'll fair. give a shout out to, uh, I think, Brooklyn Fell, who is social media yeah. coordinator with TFC. So, like, she started partway through last season. So definitely give mm -hmm. her a shout. She'll be right in the mix now. And uh, shout out to Matt Tierney, who just announced yesterday that he is the new uh, producer for All for One. Uh, he used to oh, be nice. a social media manager. 
of uh, the Toronto Raptors, but he has been a long, uh, like a lifetime footy fan. So um, he just announced like last night that he uh, is working on it. He shared a couple of photos behind the scenes of him interviewing Michael Bradley out in L.A., um so just really excited to see like what goes on on that front uh so like those are two people to definitely like look out for um because like kind of similarly to what's gone on like with the team itself like there's been a lot of roster changing behind the scenes because there's a bunch of us that uh last time you talked to me like i mean we've all kind of like moved on to different things so uh i would say in terms of new follows like follow the new kids on the block they're awesome yeah Absolutely. Not literally the new kids on the block. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so, I, <laughs> so, well, I mean, I follow them too, right? Yeah, it's like, fair. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right the side. Wahlberg brothers are, are great followers, man. The content <laughs> they pump out is. Um, so here's the question that I, that I told you I would ask. Yes. Uh, uh, previously. Uh, give us, give us a little bit of dirt on your former boss. Give us a great Eric G <laughs> behind the scenes story. Uh, Eric Giacometti. Um, well, first off, we have to preface this. That's my guy. I actually, <laughs> I, I shared with him that like I'm on this and I already warned him ahead that I'm going to be telling this story. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Eric Giacometti, uh, everyone knows him. Wadman of, uh, the, at Toronto FC, um, provider of the starting 11. Uh, provider like, of the starting 11. <laughs> <laughs> on occasion. On occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, like really... Uh, one of my best guys, like definitely from the TFC run and now still, but uh, yeah, you wanted me to share like some stories. Uh, One thing that like definitely stands uh, like in the memory of like all that time was uh, when he went through an aesthetic change uh, through the time, his time there. And um, when I started in 2017, Eric was rocking like the mop of hair. uh, And then uh, one day it was just, I forget what match it was. It was a home match, you know, Mike, you know how it's like getting to Media Row early before the match, dropping your stuff off on Media Row and just like getting ready. I'm dropping my stuff off and I look to my left and there's a guy there who is completely bald, like fully, like cleanly shaven. I don't recognize who it is. I realize like immediately because where he's sitting, like there's Eric Giacometti. He goes like the full way. He's been that way ever since. And uh, I just remember like going up to him, like, what happened? And he's just like, look, I'm, I'm just biting the bullet on it. Like, he's, he's getting ahead of it. And uh, shout out to him for that. Um, mm-hmm. But then uh, I think the thing that like really got him was uh, he only saw it when I posted it to my Instagram story. But I snuck in a little video of him like with his new do. And then I asked like my followers on Instagram, uh, name this new Bradley brother. <laughs> and then then there's something like better than pulling off uh something like that while like a person seeing it it live and then just him turning to me like you son of a bitch (laughs) um but you know he he he, he's looking super clean he just said oh yeah from la uh it is a handsome fellow right there my Um, goodness can he wear a suit my goodness jeez yeah yeah i think the other thing too and this is like probably you asked me about like where I want this season to go. Um, if only to have Eric Jack, like there is nothing better than Eric Giacometti winning a championship. Let me promise you that. <laughs> because when we won in 2017, and this, like, again, remember, I'm just like getting to know the team. I've been working with Eric throughout the season. It's been a cool time. But like the second we won, 
he was informing everyone in the office, anyone who is within earshot, that he is back on his bullshit. He would just tell them <laughs> over and over, like, I am back on my bullshit. And he was celebrating. Nice. I wanted it all for him. Uh, we actually, <laughs> um, I'll give you, I'll leave you this last bit. Uh, yeah. When we won, um, when it's like a bigger like MLS event or CONCACAF or anything like that, like security definitely like ramps up over at BMO Field. And so when we won, uh, like everyone's storming the field. We're all trying to get our footage. Uh, even though the security guards know us like throughout the entire season, they have to be like a little stricter on things. Of course. Yeah. And uh, there is a moment where Eric is stopped by security trying to hit the pitch, like to cover the win itself. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that I catch it in person. I actually catch the next day on like our broadcast <laughs> cameras. And so, <laughs> and so what I do to him amidst what I imagine was his like continue celebrating like the next day. I sent a screenshot of it with like him having a voice box yelling at the security guard, but I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this and, is uh, fantastic. And we've been, we've been sending that since. Uh, the other thing to uh, TFC Live, if you really want to uh, pester Eric, ask him about what he thinks about The Bachelor in general. He is not a fan. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I know so, you're a huge like, fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to watch The Bachelor and The Bachelorette to get to the real goods, which is Bachelor in Paradise, right? You have to, you have well, to suffer through the two okay, of those. Do you want one more? I'll give you one more yeah. story for Eric. Yeah, there, this is another thing about Eric. So we were all in Montreal. Uh, I think it was for Canadian Championship. The whole we did like this like road trip down to do the coverage for it. Um, Eric's staying at the team hotel because he's like that. But we were in our yeah. own Airbnb, and yeah, we called him up and we were like, "Hey, man, uh, we're thinking we're going to go out to grab some drinks. You want to come join us?" He gets like dressed up. He's ready to go. Shows up to the house, uh, walks in and finds us all just like on the couch, like watching Bachelor in Paradise. So we <laughs> and and you could and like we I caught it on camera. We send it back to him every now and then. But like <laughs> it's all of us watching. You see it pad across, and it goes to like Eric in the corner on the couch. You're like, "How you doing, Eric?" And he's just like. He's just like through agony. He's just like why? And, um, yeah, no. If you if you don't if you've decided you don't like it, it's 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 hell it on is, earth. It yeah, is like, yeah, because you're not. There's no Schadenfreude. You're not enjoying it. Like they're right. all idiots, and you're just like why, why? But you know what are you gonna do? What are you yeah, gonna do? Uh, you're Mike on all the tea. You, you got to pick one. I was only gonna give you Eric one. And then, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love you, Eric. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> love you, Eric. I, I do love Eric. He's the best. Yeah. That's my guy. Oh, we all love Eric. He's <laughs> he's the best. He's so yeah. great. Uh, you um, want to, Mike? You got a question? Let's get no. Let's get mine. Let's go right to the the main event. Let's here. do the okay. draft. All right, all right. notes it. notes out. <laughs> so not, yeah. So do we need to explain to the viewers what we're doing here? I think Mitch has Absolutely. a has a process. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know Mitch is on top of this. <laughs> All right. Yeah, d definitely should explain to the viewers and still probably Jeff what we're doing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, Jerome uh, co-hosts a podcast called the the Marvel Cinematic University. So, uh, in light of that, we're we're going to draft our own teams of Toronto FC superheroes. Essentially, meaning we have to pick a TFC player and then compare them to a superhero. Um, and build our four-player team. Mike, we cut one. You weren't in the pre-show meeting, but it's four players now. Cool. Um, my whole strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, who's coming for my head top? 
I, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he, he was he wasn't oh, enough of the pre-show yeah. meeting to threaten Jerome. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the rules here are: once a TFC player is picked, they're off the board. But you can double up on superheroes if we have a different superhero comparison. The same. Oh, we're sticking to Marvel, right? This yeah. is like Marvel. Yeah, yeah, Correct. yeah. Yes. No it DC. Does have to be Marvel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Although all my entire list is Image Comics, guys, I have no like. Oh, there you go. Told yeah. me, uh, questions, yeah. questions before we start. Sure. Okay. Mm. Lorenzo Insigne is he on the board? He's on the board. Of course, yeah. he's on the board. He's on. He's on. I pulled up Blaster Tron FC. He's on the board. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Carlos Salcedo is he on the board? I'm willing to. I'm willing to allow I, for it. I didn't it. include him. Well, I I only went off of what is okay. Okay, let's say he's not on the board yet because we'll it's not okay. confirmed. Confirmed signings. Yet, so. Confirmed signings. Yeah. Confirmed signings. Yeah. I'm sure as we get to the later rounds, we'll we'll start mm. making some allowances. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. when it gets really dire. We'll yeah, <laughs> for, some, uh, yeah. for some for some. Right. This is the TFC but... Marvel crossover. You guys did not know you needed. It's a multiverse. <laughs> it's a multiverse. But right. Mitch, all right, the draft order. I've also done going? a uh, randomized draft order. So Michael, you actually have the first overall pick. Ooh. Then it's Jerome. Then it's me. And then Jeff, you get two in a row. Let's oh, nice! The snake here. All right. Guys. Okay. <laughs> that's the, Is someone that's keeping track of the picks? Uh, I will. Okay, okay. Perfect. I got. The, I auto win then if I get the first overall pick because with the first overall pick in the 2022 TFC Times Multiverse Draft. Thank the host city. <laughs> I am taking Lorenzo Insigne first overall, right. and of course my comparison. This is no slander on the previous holder of this Marvel superhero, but he is going to be the new Atomic Ant okay. for me. Ant Man. All right. So that's so Ant Man, not Ant Man. I think it's obvious yeah. exactly why yeah. we're choosing that. So okay. that's first. Who's up next. I mean, like, did anyone have Insignia with any like other? Oh, I had him as the Punisher because he's Italian, Punisher. and so is so is Frank Castle. But I had him, I, as, I had him as Stark just because he's rich. All right. Oh, nice. I had him as like MCU Spidey just because he's the one who's going to show up and make a splash and like really like put this like in motion. Um, Mine is is all better than yours. So, (laughs) all right. Um, All right. With the second pick in the TFC MCU draft, I am taking Alejandro Pozuelo as Doctor Strange. That was because the man is a magician. Once yep. he gets that touch, he is going through all 14 million possibilities ahead and stays ahead of the competition. And sometimes, honestly, works like he like has the time stone. Like, I don't know what he's doing out there half the time. So that um, is a very good shout. My a goodness. Sorcerer Supreme himself, Alejandro Pozuelo. I like it. I had him as, as Daredevil because he doesn't necessarily need to see what's around him. He kind of yeah. just knows. Oh, yeah. I like that. Oh, that's it. That also, was also, Mag- also Magneto, because the ball's always attracted to Pozuelo. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I like there that. Those are, those are the two that Very I kind of nice. had for him. Okay, that's that's pretty sweet. All um, right, Mitch. I have two here. Okay, I'm going to go for the non-obvious one. I'm going to go Jacob Schaffelberg as Spider-Man. He's kind of got that okay. speed, that youthful energy. I think if anyone on the TFC roster is calling people Mr., it's Jacob Schaffelberg. <laughs> so <laughs> he kind of strikes me as a Spider-Man vibe. 
Um, I, I, I had him as Ant-Man uh, for a couple of reasons. One, he Wrong. is absolutely delightful, just like whimsical in all the ways that like the Ant-Man movies are. Also, yep. uh, just like uh, Scott Lang and him, they both have infinities toward Jimmy's, one Jimmy Woo and one Jimmy's Coffee. So I feel like... I love wow. it. So there, that would be my Schaffelberg pick on that end. But like, I like... Adam is Flash. Flash, but see, that's... Flash that's, is DC. That's, that's, that's DC. DC. Uh, what's the marvel flash equivalent there wasn't there was a dude that that was basically they ripped off the flash but i can't remember now i mean there's the character in the internals now yeah yeah yeah, yeah that dude yeah, yeah exactly yeah, i, I get two picks boys it's kind of yeah. over for you it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> over for you I hear the, um yeah. so like i wanted i mean i was gonna make a team of regulars right no mm -hmm. no superpowers i was just gonna choose guys that are in the universe so they're gonna lose but at least they're going to look good doing it. And, you know, okay. they don't, they're none of these metahuman guys. Uh, first up, uh, Oso from, okay. from uh, Toronto. Uh, uh, Jeff, team, team Nesker selects Jonathan Osorio as Moon Knight because Ooh. Jonathan Osorio can play all kinds of positions and Moon Knight is a raging schizophrenic. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, All right, now it's now it's over because here's my second pick. Wait, wait, but right? I, I just want to share my Osorio like comp ah, if that's cool. Yeah, uh, yeah had, please. I had Oso as Wolverine. Amazing. Because if you just think about his 2018 Concacaf run, the hair, the beard, yep. and what he was doing out there was complete berserker rage the entire yep. tournament. So that was that was my guy. I had him with as my Iceman or not Iceman, uh, the Winter Soldier. Because oh, he's ooh. the only TFC player right now on the roster that was at the Ice Taka. Yeah, I got oh, yeah, good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Good. Yeah. With my second pick from the planet Titan, Jeff Nesker <laughs> chooses Thanos as Bob Bradley because ooh. he snapped his fingers and half the roster disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And now you lose. I just went way too obvious for. Uh, I just pick professor x at that point mm. that was just yeah yeah too bad too bad you missed out on thanos chance i mean you guys are kind of <laughs> yeah. screwed but <laughs> I, had, I had bob bradley's vision like the mm. kind of analytical nice. mind. I like, that. I like, that. like yeah, yeah. yeah that was my that was my pick that was also one of my good ones so jeff definitely screwed me up here um <laughs> i am next though um i'm gonna go io akinola as Ooh. falcon um, I think Ooh. in the sense that he's following the footsteps of this great American hero in Josie Altador. I like. Um, so that's my that's my pick. I have so Akinola is, uh, Io. as Thor. Also, mm -hmm. the mantle. Uh, also, if you see how he runs over some of these defenders, he is definitely <laughs> dropping the hammer at that point. So nice. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So top four off the board for me now. So I'm going in. I am gonna go with Chris Mavinga. As Yelena Belova, <laughs> I, oh! he's just like just like Yelena has been in MCU. He like every time he is in the picture, like absolute delight makes the whole situation better. Uh, an international, of course, and also uh, cleans up all the mess. You know, not, not, like a Black Widow assassin should. So I like yeah. it. I, like, yeah. I had him as uh, as Deadpool. I, like so I always feel like yeah. he is. You know, he's a bit of a disturber out there. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I had him as Deadpool, but moving on to my next pick. Man, hold on, hold on. Guys, I, I had him I had him as Nick Fury because he's secret agent mm. Chris Mavinga signing mm. Lacazette and everybody else. Yeah, but, that's uh, true. That's like a good that. one. Yeah. Working behind the scenes. Yeah. Mike, you also have two, by the way. 
Oh my god, you guys are just handing this to me. <laughs> uh, you're going up against Thanos. You lost already. Let's go. <laughs> you mean the guy who well, who died like twice in MCU? Yeah, he's still no, fine. Whatever. <laughs> you're, going, you're going for Thanos before before Act Two. Right, 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 right. I can't believe you guys left this one on the board though. I'm mm. going with Michael Bradley. Mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. surprise surprise captain america yeah that was yeah. the layup of all <laughs> yeah well i mean no one else laid it up so i might as well the only i mean you could have gone for captain marvel and just been op forever and beat us all but you know there you that's go that's true i mean but you yeah. have to make a case for captain marvel too like michael bradley is captain i mean i also yeah. had him just because like captain america is the like pick for sure but my backup pick for michael bradley would have been cyclops from the x-men mm-hmm. kind of like like a true leader, sometimes a thankless leader in that regard, just holds the whole ship together. Yeah, love it. Someone uh, had a great but... shout. Why is Richie gone? He's totally Loki. They're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fair, yeah. I, I, I found myself like comparing Richie to a lot of like Richie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richie would have been. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah Richie was yeah. excellent. Yeah, yeah. Who's next? All right. Um, it's Mike again, isn't it? Wow. I. Should I go with the easy one, or I kind of want to say this one because, uh, okay, you know what? I'll go with the easy one just because I'll make my team the best. I'm gonna go with Josie Altador as the Hulk. Yep, nice. Yep, nice pick. Um, yeah, I didn't have Josie. So you're Lorenzo and before and Josie. Jerome is Paws and Mavinga. Am I am I right there so far? Mm-hmm. Mitch is Spider Man and Ao. I'm uh, uh, Moon Knight and Thanos. Uh, for my third pick, I'm going to take... Oh, is it Jerome? my turn? It's Jerome. Oh, yeah, it's Jerome. Yeah, so Lost in the Snake. <laughs> lost in the Snake. Uh, I'm going to go with one Alex Bono as Vision. Nice. Um, the, the thing for me here is I'm just thinking about Vision a lot in like just all his uh, speeches throughout... Um, actually, throughout MCU, but definitely through WandaVision. I don't know, at least like from the media side, and like very few interviews that are as great as Alex Bono. Just like super... Mm-hmm articulate uh gives you like really thoughtful answers about everything and also just like uh vishan in wandavision looks great in a turtleneck so that's sweet uh it's me now right uh it's no, mitch it's me. yeah <laughs> and then you'll get two. Oh okay. shit okay cool. <laughs> um i'm going to go I'll just go Quentin Westberg as Wolverine. That's an easy one. It's the yeah. so He also seems yeah. to come back from injuries fairly easily. So I think that healing power definitely fits it as well. So I'm going to go Westberg as Wolverine. I also Damn, like I him as uh, Mr. Fantastic. Just like yeah. again, a very leadership position. I, I think always about Easter Conference Final, how he stopped that penalty shot. And I'm just going to assume that's like some stretch arm action going on over there too. <laughs> yeah, I had I had Westy as Hawkeye because of his amazing distribution skills. Yep, but, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I have nothing left, guys. So I'm gonna I'm, <laughs> I'm basically making this up as I go along. Um, damn, I got to pick two. Yeah, mm-hmm. and these are our final picks at this point. Like, these yes. are your yeah, last I mean, I got I got yeah. Thanos, so I, I like I I could basically right. hire two yeah. pylons and I'm good to go. Um, let's say. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll take Oro Jr. as Hawkeye uh, okay. because 
he's good at archery. I feel like Aro does go through some, like a couple of like different, like hair makeovers in the kind of way that that's like, the one. Yeah. End, he's got, yeah. In, in end game, yeah. just like, and the yeah. tattoos. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, so bad Hawkeye. Aro is, is bad. Hawkeye uh, slash post Ronin blip. at yeah. times. Yeah. 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 He's the, he's the serial killer Hawkeye. <laughs> and then for my last one, um, I will do. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, if I could do Robin, I could do. Pardon? I was wondering if we can get the clock going here. This yeah, Ooh, yeah, I know. I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Um, who do we got? Um, okay, Jordan Perusa, my favorite attacking midfielder as War Machine. There you go. Why? Just. Yeah, because he's, he's an attacking so midfielder. Attacking, attacking right. midfielder. So yeah, he's yeah. War Machine. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I thought in uh, in favor of your uh, of your boy Mark Delgado, you're just gonna pass on the pick. But <laughs> 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 all right, I it's me next again. Oof, we're down to the bottom barrel stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> for that alligator that showed up at training last year. Is the alligator nice Loki variant beautiful? Yes, beautiful Loki variant. I like it. Alligator, alligator is is who? Alligator, uh, Loki. alligator Loki. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Love man. it. I love it. That's perfect. Uh, it's on me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Ralph Prizo as Black Panther. Whoa. Potential like... like heir to the throne. Um, mm-hmm. Also, if you think about just like, I mean, obviously it's a sad thing about just like where the Black Panther franchise is, but it's kind of left as an unknown. And I think yeah. this is a situation where. Like Ralph Rizzo, like a lot of people will swear by him. A lot of people are not sure if he's quite ready yet, but I think this is like a chance for him to like really prove himself. And then at the same yeah. time too, whenever you see Ralph, like he's just so steady. And I think that's when you saw like Black Panther insert himself to MCU. Like he just had this like kind of grace beyond like his surroundings. And I think I that's kind it. of the thing that you could say it. about Prizo as well. So Ralph Prizo, Absolutely. Black Panther. Absolutely. Uh, so so Final I guess pick. I'm gonna round it out here. I'm gonna I'm I'm choosing two players because I have two of them that are just way too good. Yeah, but so, you only have one spot. All right. So the one spot we can give to my boy Jaquil Marshall Rudy. Yes. Okay. And he's going to be Spider-Man. Miles Morales. But, okay. Yeah, Miles Morales, exactly. Yes, that's yeah, what I Miles, have too. Yes. The box office, right? He's he's the box office star right now, and he's the <laughs> guy who is uh who is destined for greatness potentially here. So I'm definitely going with with Jaquil there, Jerome. If you we're want to elaborate, waiting, uh, there. into it. I think the only thing I'll add, just like into the Spider Verse, we're all waiting waiting for him to make that leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, oh. Go. that's a good and way my, to end it. So, so wait, what wait, we'll do is pick. I have a bonus pick. Okay, okay your bonus pick. All right, it's, it's Jaden Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as Gambit. Nice. Ah! Always has a trick or eight up his sleeve. So that's pretty good. Definitely good. (laughs) Axis of Evil. This this is so dumb. You know what? You're so dumb, (laughs) Axis. Why why does Axis of Evil hate fun? I mean, well, I mean, like, is this is this like a very specific case of like as villains you can't root for heroes? So that's why the Axis of Evil. Yeah, must be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, we'll invite Axis of Evil next time. That will, <laughs> that will, that will satisfy. Yeah. So, yeah. so how how do we want to do this? Are we going to put this up as a Twitter poll? Maybe, uh, yeah. After the show, we're yeah. going to do a, 
Yeah, yeah, I can make a graphic. I yeah. uh, I don't have a thousand things to do after this or anything. But <laughs> hey, you, got, you got your tickets <laughs> to the match. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I will transfer my chicken scratch into something that people can vote on um, with the full no knowledge that I win. I mean, you guys are going up against Thanos, so so whatever. Um, that was fun as no, hell. Was fun. Forget yeah. about Axis of Evil. That was really fun. I did not I find it dumb that. at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, somebody missed uh, the Michael Bradley pick, and I will let you know that he is on as Captain Team America. Mike, yeah, uh, sing, and yeah, he's Captain America. It was the yeah, layup of all layups. It's, it's only right, Mike, and... that Mike drafts Mike. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mike I, think, I think that was in the rules as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good, Ivan. Well, yeah, 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 Ivan. It's okay. It's all right, buddy. We got you. We got you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you want to talk about TFC again, boys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did. What do you mean? The what? formation going forward. Is... <laughs> do we have another the, the four hour? three one? The four three one. <laughs> yeah, the, the the four three one. I love it. I love it. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think we'll let Jerome go here. Thank you so much for Thank joining us. That was, was that so was fun. a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah, we got to have you back and do this all over again. But we'll do for DC sure. characters because obviously Mike is going to have a leg up on that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. He's lost his flash pick. Yeah. 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 Jerome, it was lovely to see you, mate. Thank we'll you see guys. you again Thank soon. You. All right, have you a good one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, back yeah. to the, the, the goings on at hand. Um, way, Mitch, you're... you're Guys, I just want to let you're, you're high. You're high on DeAndre Kerr, so so why don't you give us a little a little snack pack as to why? I am. I mean, he obviously comes out of the Syracuse University, which has been an elite producer of soccer talent in general, but certainly an elite producer of Canadian soccer talent between Kajon Buchanan rather and Kamal Miller, um, both mm. now suiting up for the national team. Um, I mean, Kerr's numbers are just as good as either of theirs. I mean, obviously. Um, with the caveat that Miller played as a center back, but nine goals, three assists last year in 16 games uh, with with the Syracuse leading them in scoring. And I mean, Mike's been asking a lot for that guy who can get in behind kind of and, and mm-hmm. attack in that way. Like Kerr's that player. He's he's a smart, uh, smart attacker. He's got a bit of pace about him. And look, I think this guy just has goals attached to him. So I, I'm excited. As It's another really good option that they'll have in kind of that young core of strikers now between Achara and Peruzza, and now Kerr, like it's it's a good spot to put your put your trust in, I guess, is these young guys and and the balanced potential that when you have three guys who, you know, any of them could turn out to, in a certain way, it's 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 a good bet to make, I think, and and that's what excites me about it. Yeah, you think? Do you guys think he's ready for prime time? I think he's still probably fourth on the death chart, certainly, but. Um, maybe fifth, but uh, again, like the, that's the thing about having a couple good options in there is, you know, one of these guys to, could, could blow Tron off C away this year. And I think they all have yeah. the potential to do it. I like the familiarity too. These are guys mm-hmm. who all spent time together in Brazil in 2019 at the, oh, the sweet. U17 world cup, right? We talked mm-hmm. about that a lot in, on the show and Jaden Nelson and Ralph Preso. And now you got Deandre Kerr as well in that mix. And, Kerr played a significant role on that team. And of course he decided not to go the TFC route, but instead go NCAA route, which I mean, for someone his age, like he, he absolutely tore it up. Like you don't see numbers like that as a, as a freshman or a sophomore hmm. typically. So I like how TFC went out there and, and they got the job done and, and 
really secured this guy before um, he could, you know, go go into the MLS Super Draft. And I'm expecting, yeah, it was like, just, if, he yeah. were to, if he were to go in that Super Draft, like, he would be top 10 pick, if not higher, especially if he continues at, at the rate that he was producing at. So I think it's a very good get for the, for the Reds. Is he ready yet? I'm not sure. But what is ready is his legs, as Mitch kind of touched on. Like, this is yeah, fast. yeah. This is a guy who, who, like Mitch said, he likes to get in behind, and TFC lacked a lot of that last season. So I'm excited to, to add someone like this into the mix. Um, there's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him to get playing time, um, just because there are a lot of people on the wing on the depth chart, especially when you think of Jaden and, and Jaquiel. Yeah. But this is a guy right up in that mix of those types of players. Like he is, he was that good, and he potentially can be around that that caliber of player this season. So. We'll see kind of how that plays out. Um, and looking ahead, if you guys want to transition, I guess, to our next topic mm-hmm. here, we got yep. some uh, some Lucas McNaughton to talk about. Yeah, officially official. Yeah, Toronto Thank FC signed the uh, center back Lucas McNaughton through 2023 with the uh, option for 2024 and 2025. Um, per report from John Molinar and a couple of other reports, uh, Luke Singh's going to go the other way in a season-long loan deal. Um, 26, of course, recently won the Canadian Premier League with Pacific FC and widely regarded as one of the best center backs in the Canadian Premier League. I mean, it's it seems like a really solid depth signing for Toronto FC, a player who can move the ball very well, um, who just, I think, will fit a Bob Bradley system very well. And again, at 26, he's a player that has a lot of potential to, to grow into uh, his game. Again, center back being one of those positions where players tend to develop a little late. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, WTR's own uh, Ryan Lindsay uh, put up a really nice Twitter thread that sort of uh, examines his uh, his tactical noose. Uh, there's some holes in his game. Uh, there's some question marks as to whether he can step up to to an MLS level. Um, but this is great. This is great for Pacific. This is great for TFC. Um, you know, coming off the back of that Mo Farsi deal that had us all scratching our heads. This is nice to see. Uh, uh, what what we imagined was the traditional pathway, which would be CPL to MLS as opposed to to MLS Next Pro or whatever the hell they're calling it. So there, I mean, I, I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to the player because I I, I would like to see this um, be be something that can be uh, 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 repeatable across the league. Yeah, and well. It's it's a nice story because of where McNaughton's kind of come from, right? Mm-hmm. This is a guy who started with North Toronto Nitros and then made the jump up and then played at what a UFT U of for T, about yeah. four years, yeah, yeah, and then of course transitioning, you know, to the Canadian Premier League and then kind of that ascension up to TFC at age twenty six. So it, it's a nice story overall. How much have a role is he going to play next season? I mean. I think this guy right now slots in as their one, two, their fourth center back right now on their roster. And that's that's an upgrade over what was their fourth center back last season. That's an upgrade over mm-hmm. what was the third center back last season. Let's yep. get real. Um, so I, I like the signing overall. Again, where I'm at with all of these signings so far with this TFC team is I can't say this team is better. Mm. I, I, I can't like the the loss of Larea alone trumps everyone who they've brought in so far, yeah. aside from Insignia, of course, in, in July. But I mean, just at the start of the season, I'm not convinced mm-hmm. this team is better yet. But mm-hmm. I, I 
do know that a lot more moves are going to be coming down the pipeline. So I'm interested to see, like, are you guys kind of excited about where the team is at right now heading into the start of the season or how concerned are you? Hell yeah. I'm super excited. I mean, <laughs> I'm concerned all the time. I, I don't have an off switch for being concerned, but, but I'm super excited. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's refreshing to see what looks to be a well thought out plan being instigated, right? There seems to be a logic behind these moves. Um, you know, compare that to the Dom Dwyer deal where we're, we were just all looked like, like what, what, what the hell was that? It seemed to be a lot more smash and grab. This seems to be a defined plan of attack uh, with, with a serious uh, 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 rationale behind it. I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Like as Graham is saying in the chat, you know, team chemistry will be kit will be key, right? We've all played uh, uh, FUT on FIFA, right? We can sign, we can sign whoever we want, but if there's no chemistry, we're still going to lose against the, the AI bots. So yeah, you know, cautiously optimistic. Uh, it's it's difficult to not be excited when you make a splash like the Lorenzo Insigne signing, right? Like, I think <laughs> I wouldn't have a pulse if I wasn't excited. But yeah, there's a lot of trepidation. I, I I it's interesting to hear you say it so explicitly that you don't you you can't say that this team is better. And you're right. It's it's it. it there's a lot of holes in the roster, and and you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of open roster spots as well so well, just just based hard. on strictly subtractions compared mm -hmm. to additions as of mm -hmm. today like yeah. you you'd look at delgado and lorea alone there's mm -hmm. no one they've brought in yet who is better than those guys aside from yeah. of course again Signe in the summer right yep. and okay is carlos salcedo alone gonna make this team better perhaps but perhaps. is it gonna be Am I convinced it's significantly better? I'm not quite yet. The one thing, mm -hmm. one caveat to all of this is Alejandro Pozuelo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he alone, if he's if he's healthy, he's motivated. That's a that's a as Mitch kind of said the other show. This that's a huge addition on its own. Yep. So, I, yeah, I, I'm. I think I'm, I'm. Yeah, go ahead. Well, for me, the, the one addition that might make them better now is just the addition of Bob Bradley because yeah. so much of last year, especially the first half, like we were watching this team with these players that we knew could play quality soccer rolled out on the field and just thinking, what are they doing the entire time? So, mm -hmm. I mean, there is, I think there is genuine improvement to come from within. I think guys like Jonathan Osorio didn't have their greatest season, Chris Mavinga, um, just, just yep. as examples of players who are really, really good, but weren't great last year and Poswell is the obvious ultimate example even obviously Iowa Canola sitting out through injuries so they they have a lot of quality players who I think will have better seasons this year and in that sense there's a chance that they're better starting this year than um than they were obviously at the end of last season and again how they're set up tactically but yes I think subtraction addition wise there still has to be a lot to come before we can consider this team you know a even a playoff contender again fully. I, th I think, but I think it will come. Like, I do think that, uh, that their plan is to have this team at least reasonably competitive to start the year. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that should be the plan always, but. <laughs> still four weeks. So lots of yeah. time for. for yeah. Players. Lots of time. Lots of time. There's, there's four hours. It's going to be. I great. know the team has a long-term approach to this. So that's something mm -hmm. else to keep an eye on. Yeah. Before we yeah, uh, before we move on to the Canadian men's national team to finish up, Mike, uh, mm -hmm. I guess we'll just turn it over to you. What's the what's the latest you're hearing? Obviously, Toronto FC opened training camp uh, this past weekend. News has been tr trickling out uh, about a bunch of signings uh, that they've and made trialists, and yeah, trialists, and and 
among other things. But what's the what are some of the latest updates you can give us on uh, the roster situation as it stands? Well, I mean, as it stands, um, there's still a lot, like we we've talked about. There's a lot of movement that has to be made. The one move I'm hearing is is going to be in the works. Of course, is is Kamar Lawrence. Now, I had someone at TFC actually reach out to me, um, kind of a spokesman at TFC, and, and tell me that Kamar Lawrence is still on the TFC roster, and a trade or a transfer out hasn't been finalized as yet. Um, so I, I'm going to assume that is the case. That hasn't been done okay. yet, but with the caveat that I do believe a, a move will get done probably before the start of the season, where we do see Kamar Lawrence kind of leave TFC. So just stay tuned with that. The other big one, of course, is the Carlos Salcedo Jefferson Soteldo transfer saga that I, I continuously see just random reports being tweeted out and thrown around. And what I can tell you is from what I've heard, that deal's done. Like mm. he is coming to tra- Toronto FC training camp, um, could have joined the team in California. And I'd expect that to get finalized kind of as soon as Jefferson Soteldo is done with the Venezuela national team. So just keep an eye on an official announcement for that in the coming days, weeks, but you you'll see Carlos Salcedo in a Toronto FC uniform uh, next season. Sweet. There Love we go. It. Well, all uh, right. Let's move on to Canada. Huge week for the Canadian men's national team. As I said earlier, they're uh, traveling down to San Pedro Sula, their kryptonite on Thursday night to, to play against the Honduran national team. Uh, they also play against the United States in Hamilton on Sunday and then the following Wednesday against El Salvador. But evidently we'll cover that game on next week's show. Mm-hmm. Um, the big news, of course, coming into this camp being Alfonso Davies out due to COVID complications. Stefan Ustachio is expected to miss most of the camp as well uh, through COVID situation of his own, although he could be back. I mean, they called him up. So um, the El Salvador game is is potential for his return. But Junior Hoylet's back. Scott Kennedy's back in the mix, uh, as well as Jason Lugweiler and Christian Gutierrez called up um, to to make the squad a little bigger just in case of injuries. And obviously um, the aforementioned COVID misses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the big one, right? Like uh, the opportunity to go play to, you know, to get some big away results in CONCACAF that we've been talking about as the key to this entire window and to do it in the place where, you know, the most infamous match in Canadian men's national team history happened. And then also, of course, to play the States, this team that, you know, Canada, like that's their measuring stick team. They want to be better than this team. Yep. They constantly talk about that rivalry with the States and they not only want to be better, they believe they are the better team going into this game. So th- this is the window to really, really beyond a shadow of a doubt, prove that they are ready for Qatar. And yet it's already been marred by about a hundred million asterisks. <laughs> So it is <laughs> yeah, what it is, right? Yeah. 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 But that those don't matter in World Cup qualifying. You gotta you've gotta push through the asterisks in Canada's fair is fair. that so far in in a good way. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna talk about, you know, playing their first few World Cup qualifiers in Chicago or whatever they had to yep. do at home, if you wanna talk about the number of other things they've been able to push through to to get results so far, this team doesn't care about asterisks, you know, they they want to yep. get it done. Fair point. Fair point. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, what what to say beyond uh, super excited? Thursday can't come soon enough. Sunday, you know, everybody dress warmly, uh, uh, you know, and go go Reds. I, I mean, happy to. I think this is a very very strong lineup uh, with the obvious uh, absences. Um, 
you know, I, 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 I'm so excited. I'm so unbelievably excited to see, to see what happens. Asterix be damned, cold be damned, you know, putting a cleave to my weekend plans to get last minute <laughs> tickets be damned. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Canada. Mike, yeah, you I, think be there? The big one, I will be there on, on Sunday and I'm going to be taking the day off work. And I'm going to be joining the, the, the squad in the crowd. I got to be one of the loudest people there. So you guys will find me there. I know Mitch, you're definitely going to be in the crowd for that one. Because yeah. Mitch doesn't miss Canada soccer matches. He will be the loudest one in the stadium. Um, no, so he'll be the up. quietest because he'll be crying tears of joy. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I have provincial tyranny. Um, but Mitch, I want to talk a little bit about before Sunday. And that's, of course, this Honduras match on Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, you told me, you told us a while back that you're not going to be convinced about this Canada team until they go into Honduras and do it in Honduras. Mm-hmm. A, is that still the case? And B, what are your thoughts heading into this match against Honduras? His posture changed. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, Honduras. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's, def- that's definitely still the case. I mean, I, I think until they get a win away from home in CONCACAF, like they they need to do that for me to be 100% convinced. With with that being said, the way this Honduras team has played this year and compared to the way this Canada team is angling, even even again with Alfonso out, with Stefan Usaku out, like Tejon hit the ground running with Club Rouge. Um, oh, did he looked ever? Amazing last oh, game. Oh my god! Liam Miller has been fantastic. Um, so there's guys who can fill in in that position that I'm really. What is what does Corbianu have to do to get a call up at this point? I mean, like that was an he's, omission. I he's still he's still behind those guys too. Like again, these guys are playing are playing at you know Champions League or not Champions League, but like Euro- European level clubs like. Um, like top European level club. This so. is this is a trigger warning to any Sheffield Wednesday or MK <laughs> Dons fans. I mean, they're, they are in League part. One. <laughs> in League One, it's, it's not a it's not quite a comparison. So I think when you've got right. guys like Ike Ubo as well in the mix now, like that's that's where he just he just gets uh just loses out there. Um, yeah. Oh, really? Someone's saying Corbianu declined the invite. Hmm. That's I, interesting. I, that's a nugget. Doubt that, but yeah, who declines an invite? I mean, yeah, he he's been all, he's, he's, he's playing his hometown, right? Like he he was the one who was super hyped that when they announced. It yeah, yeah, he's from he's from Hamilton. I I, yeah. I don't think that's right. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't that doesn't wash for me. But uh, we will we'll take a look. Oh, personal just, reasons. Uh, okay, he just made okay. that move over as well to that's true. Time get on, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's and they're and they're starting him after he was like languishing on the bench with his last loan move. So maybe it, maybe he's just thinking he wants to he wants to get uh, settled in with his domestic side, his club side. And uh, yeah, you know. who knows? Who knows exactly? But it'd be yeah. it'd be interesting if he did. I want to know more kind of about that. But yeah, me too. Me too. It's a it's a window that a lot of people are going to have to step up here. That. Mm-hmm. As we mentioned, like in the past, they were never really the ones that they relied upon. I'm looking at guys like, if especially if Estacio is that, I'm looking at someone like just Jonathan Osorio, who will have to probably play a bigger role. Yeah, I know a lot of people are kind of shouting for for Sam Piet. Mitch is probably the one, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know if Sam Piet is necessarily the guy right now. 
I think I honestly think Canada have kind of he's really moved down the depth chart for me for Canada and put to the point where I think Liam Frazier come, comes close to probably passing him on the depth chart at this point. I think it's more likely like if, if Canada maintain have wanted to maintain a lead, I think it's more likely that Liam Frazier potentially comes on as opposed to Sam Piet. Hmm. And, I don't know if I agree with that, but, uh, but uh, that's because I, yeah. I yeah, if you're defending a league, I mean, if you're defending a lead and and Sam's on on the bench and you can and you can sub him in, I think that's a no brainer. But but I I do I do like where you're going with this because depth is never a bad thing, right? And and you know having having those kind of options is great. It's really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mark Anthony K is going to be huge. Atiba Hutchinson, of course, is going to play another big role. I'm mm-hmm. just looking at the midfield in general to kind of sort of offer a little bit more stability than they have in the past, just because you won't have that Alfonso Davies outlet. Yep. He's someone who, who kind of <laughs> like, Pazzo, he's a magnet when it comes to the ball and he really eases a lot of pressure off your team, but that's going to now going to be, have to come through the midfield most likely because you're going to be playing someone like a, I don't know, let's say on the wing, Kyle Laren or Jonathan David out there. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you decided to play with a, a three at the t- three at, up top, that's, they don't really, they can buy you time, but they're not going to do stuff on their own. They kind of need yeah. to link up everybody. So Fair. I feel like a lot of this game, these these games, these upcoming windows going to be one in the middle of the park. And of course, I'm excited to see what Tejan does because I think he's yeah. kind of their biggest guy right now um, in terms of kind of making a difference by himself. So we'll see kind of how that Tejan Lorea link up kind of looks like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is Tejan's time to shine. 100%. The one, the, the one thing that also makes it interesting is like how many guys are there that have actually been to San Pedro Sula before? It's like Laren, Hutchinson, Borian, and maybe one, two others. Like, it's I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like, I think it's proven. I think it's a good, a good thing. It's probably it's probably a good thing. Like, it probably yeah. is like that youthful kind of ignorance that they'll go in and not really care about uh, about what's happened there in the past. But yeah. there's also like probably going to take them a bit to be like oh this is something yeah. different from i mean even if even if you're a veteran you know it's probably still a shock to your system oh wow this yeah. is this is worse than i remembered oh man like <laughs> if, i mean people have said it in the chat and we should definitely shout it out if you haven't seen the tsn uh video with jdg talking about mm-hmm. uh his experiences by god what's wrong with you go watch it immediately um it's quite a good hype video and and yeah i mean you know, when they cut to that to the footage, the game footage in, in San Pedro Sula, you know, there's a there's like a baseline din, this like, <laughs> like it's just it's massive. It's it, you know, it sounds like you're in a you're in the middle of a beehive. So uh yeah, I mean it's gonna be crazy and it's what two days away. This is insanity, absolute yeah. insanity. What a week. What a week, boys. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess uh let's finish up with the uh... The Minister of Defense announcing yeah. uh, announcing her uh, retirement. Um, I mean, eighty four caps for Canada, including two Olympic medals, and obviously a massive role to play in the the gold medal as well. With all those PK saves and just the the stare down will forever be an iconic oh, Canadian moment of unbelievable how confident she looked in net when you know the Swedish players were stepping up uh, for that final gold medal shootout in Tokyo. So I mean. Yeah, massive credit for Steph Labay. Now, now going to retire in spring, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is someone who's been super vocal as well about issues off the pitch. And I think that her transition into 
whatever comes next. She's going to be one of those players who joins the the growing chorus of Canadian women's national team players who are going to have a massive influence on how the game looks in this country over the next few years. Between you know Tancredi, we've obviously seen uh, Matheson. Uh, there's a bunch of other examples of, of people who have stepped off the field and immediately into influential roles. So um, Karina LeBlanc obviously is, is one of the biggest yep. ones. I, I that's one I feel like I can't miss. But uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think obviously you know, congrats to Labe on an incredible career and you know delivering us the greatest moment in Canadian soccer history. One hundred percent, and 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 I'm so excited to see where she goes next. I do think it will be uh, on the in, in the game in some capacity, and these these voices being added to the to the choir to try and get something going uh, for the for the women's game here in this country. Um, it's it's becoming like a a, a real real push, and uh, I think she's going to add immeasurably to that push. So. You know, it's it's it it sucks, but it's also it bodes well for the future. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I guess not. I do. <laughs> you're you're bang on, man. Like I think nice. a lot is said of of Stephanie Labe's career already, but she's also just such a huge voice for the sport in this country. Both, I think, both on the men's and women's side. She always she's always quick to kind of address a lot of issues that she doesn't agree with and important issues. And most of the yep. time she's, she's been bang on with, with speaking out. And so I respect her a ton for, for not only that, but also of course her ability on the field. And she kind of leaves the game after one of her, one of the best years of her career, if not the best year of her career, which is kind of yep. crazy. She was a finalist for what the, the best goalkeeper, the FIFA best goalkeeper award, Truth, which is, which is remarkable, especially when you consider where Canada was just a few years ago. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. There's a new guard coming, but I don't think her impact will ever be kind of forgotten here. And I think she's going to go on as you guys have touched on to do a lot bigger and better things for the sport in this country as, as a real important ambassador. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. Um, Thanks so much to Jerome for for stopping by. Always a pleasure. Big thank you to everyone who continues to to listen and support us. And we've been feeling the love, certainly, as, as Mike said off the top, um, in, in a big way recently. And obviously, Tron FC have been giving us a lot to talk about. So we really appreciate <laughs> that as well. And as we Thanks, said, DFC. There's, there's so much <laughs> going to be going on still between the, the next couple of weeks. So we're definitely looking forward to that uh, on the show. On behalf of Jeffrey B. Nesker and Michael Singh, I've been Mitchell Tierney. Until next Tuesday.